Hello! Today's episode features Jim Compton Hall, a freelance copywriter and tone of voice consultant under Jim Write Stuff. From today's episode, you can expect to learn how to get stuff done when you're working from home, the good and the bad sides of dream ideas, the power of mumsnet.com, and much, much more. Jim was great to have on the podcast, a really great guest, and we had a good laugh together. So I hope you enjoy this episode of the podcast, and also I hope you enjoy my new intro music. I usually like to start these things at the start, so tell me about the start, tell me why why advertising, how did you end up here? Uh, okay, sure. Um, uh, so basically, I mean, I just I studied advertising, um, which might be a, a bit of a boring response. <laughs> um, you know, I, I always found that when I listened to, you know, podcasts like this or uh, you know, read about other people's stories. You know, everyone always had this like, interesting route into advertising. Yeah. Uh, but no, I, I just studied it. Um, you know, I did uh, sort of uh, like-minded uh, courses at college. So I did um, media studies and business studies. Um, and I found that I really liked the, uh, the advertising units within media studies and, you know, tutor suggested to me that I, I go study at uni. Um, so I did, and then fell in love with it there. I mean, yeah. So what, just through media studies is what, um, like, alerted you to advertise. You didn't know anyone that worked in industry or parents or anything like that at all? It was just no, nothing at all. I, yeah, I, I mean, I knew advertising existed, of course, but, I, yeah. you know, it never even occurred to me that, you know, people do that for a job. Yeah, yeah uh, things that a lot of people say and like I experience it as well it's like I don't know when you're growing up for some reason mm. like you see adverts and you know about adverts and like you sing the songs and stuff from adverts but you don't actually think you know someone made that, that yeah thought up yeah yeah it, it just doesn't it never comes into school I don't think um mm. yeah maybe college level is the first time that you really start to think about that and I mean for better or for worse and probably for worse you know I think maybe one of the reasons we've you know we've got a diversity problem is probably because we're not you know we're not telling people about this opportunity early enough and it's falling only to the people who you know go on to college or go on to uni to learn about it yeah so you finish uni you finish college you're all um graduate up what's yeah. the next step the next uh next step is to fail spectacularly <laughs> um <laughs> i so um i mean the, the further i get into uh, my career the more i realized that my advertising education was absolutely amazing uh but, but at the time of graduating i was you know of the opposite opinion thinking oh they didn't they didn't even teach me how to make a portfolio so now i have to go do that um yeah. So yeah, it was it was a lot of uh, trial and error for the first, uh, I mean, first couple of years really, just you know putting together a portfolio, trying to get those those coveted placements, um, and and yeah, being rejected constantly uh, before sort of finally finally uh, getting in. So you worked um, in an agency for a while then. Because you're, you're you're freelance now, so freelance now. I so I um I mean I did placement rounds uh, at various agencies, 
Um, but then I, I also got a job. My first like full time copywriting role uh, was actually for uh, it was actually client side. It was for a, a really cool startup called Futurizing, who helped young people get into the creative industries. So through them, I was able to sort of meet lots more people in advertising. Um, and also being one of their first hires, you know, meant that I, I, you know, got to do a lot within the the company and, you know, way more than you would usually trust a, a graduate to do. Yeah. yeah. So, you know, I learned loads from them. And then, so how did uh, Jim Wright stuff come about? What was the inspiration and what made you take that sort of giant leap um, yourself? Uh, so, I mean, the main reason is uh, I quit my job during a period of economic downturn mm-hmm. and I didn't have anywhere else to go. Um, <laughs> I just got bored <laughs> one day and thought, all right, I quit. I'll go do something else. Um, but I hadn't thought any further than that. And within a ba- within about a week I'd realized that that was maybe not the best idea <laughs> um, <laughs> but I uh, yeah I, I just started picking up freelance work just to sort of tide me over because you know I needed 50 quid here and there and, and I was able yeah. to get that kind of that kind of freelance work um, and then very slowly that turned into slightly more valuable freelance work and then slightly more valuable freelance work until I was, you know, freelancing with the very agencies who I wanted a job with. And, yeah, they're saying no to giving me a job, but they were saying yes to freelance work. So, yeah, I ended up just doing more and more of that. And, uh, yeah, I, I fell in love with it. Um, I, I absolutely love freelancing and, and I, you know, never looked back, really. Yeah. Do you think you'd ever go back into industry? I think this is you. No, but, you know, you never know. I... When I was, you know, at uni, I thought, I mean, freelancing didn't occur to me at all. And, you know, I thought, oh, I'll go get a job at a big creative agency. Then I'll become a creative director. Then I'll become an ECD somewhere. And that that was my career planned out. Um, yeah. Whereas, yeah, a few years into that, I was like, no, I'm going freelance. <laughs> yeah, as far as I'm concerned now, it, it's more about building uh building my own business I'm, I'm sort of turning this freelance role into more of a an agency um mm-hmm. and and this yeah that to me is my future but you never know maybe in a few years time it'll all turn around again yeah well i mean the best you know the best laid plans almost never come to fruition anyway so well exactly yeah <laughs> you may as well just be ready doing it um what sort of pros and cons would you say of being freelance versus being agency side Oh, uh, that's a good question. Um, so for me, I, I just love the, the freedom and the flexibility of being freelance. Um, yeah, that just this idea that I can go off and do whatever I want, whenever I want. And there's nothing and no one sort of tying me to, uh, you know, a single project or a single a client or you know any, anything that I don't really want to work on um yeah but you know I, I freelancing isn't for everyone and, and I get you know I hear from people who sort of say the opposite that they or, or 
yeah, they like that idea, but then they said, but doesn't that come with a lack of structure and isn't that then hard to motivate yourself? And and I think it can be. And I think it's just, you know, you, you figure out what works for you. And, and for me, it, it's, yeah, I, I like the variety and the uncertainty, I guess. I, I like living on the edge. <laughs> um, I don't know. I, it's, it's fun for me, but I think for, you know, not everyone gets on with it. Um, yeah, I mean, it's probably the best year in history to be a freelancer because everyone else is constantly <laughs> working from home with no, you know, no office structure and everything. And they're like, okay, and then like trying to figure it out. And you're just like, oh, this is, this is my life anyway. This is nothing's changed. This is fine. Yeah, I'm, I mean, absolutely. I, you know, I didn't have to adjust for this whole COVID thing. Yeah. Um, like I can't imagine how hard it's been for some people who have just had their lives turned upside down. Um, and, and for me, I'm, I'm sitting here going, oh, this is, is life is normal, right? You know, it's just, yeah. I'm working the same way as I always did. Um, yeah. So, yeah, it's definitely good in that respect. Um, of course, on the other hand, it's, you know, so many people this year have been forced to go freelance um, mm-hmm. or, or have chosen to. Uh, because they've they've uh, got used to this, or they've they've sort of tasted part of the experience and realised actually, office work was never for them, and, and freelance is, is probably better. Um, but it, it does mean that there's there's a lot more competition now for for people like me. Yeah, what do you think are the the main challenges of being freelance? Is it just the motivate yourself? Is it you know being able to work with the lack of structure? Uh probably depends on who you are I think for some people that would be very very challenging for me yeah probably also very challenging yeah. <laughs> uh or, or at least sometimes you know sometimes you just get yeah. get in the zone and work you know you do like a week's worth of work in a day and you're just like oh yes mm-hmm. I'm you know I'm the king of freelancers uh <laughs> I've absolutely yeah but then the next week it takes you the whole week to do one day's work so <laughs> um yeah yeah it, it, you know you you have got to motivate yourself you don't have that structure you don't have um a team around you to sort of support you when you're you know when you're having a bad day and you're not working as as well you, know, you don't have other people to pick up the slack uh so that's that's definitely a challenge um i i think one of the other things and, and probably you know this this for me was the the biggest part of it is just as a freelancer, you're not just a copywriter or, or not just an art director or not just a project manager. You're also a business owner, uh, accountant. Uh, uh, you know, you do new business and client services. You, you have to do everything. And, you know, I, d- I didn't get into advertising to do all that stuff. I got into advertising yeah. to be a copywriter. <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so that, that part of it is challenging um Mm. i yeah i I think the fact that i get to build my own thing sort of motivates me through those those parts but yeah for me it's all about copywriting so it's a bit bit sad when i don't get to do that when i have to work on other stuff yeah so you're working on your own you're mostly at home Mm -hmm. as as a freelancer where do you get creativity from you know you don't have that partner or that 
you know agency atmosphere where it's a bit more creative and lively and inspirational around you what, what do you do how do you personally how do you get creative how do you spark inspiration so i mean so, sometimes i do have uh, other people around me um it's interesting I, that's a or at least up until now a lot of freelancers and advertising we you know you'd be hired as a freelancer but you're going to the office and work sort of alongside their teams um and, you know, I've been paired up with art directors as well. Uh, now there are certain tax laws coming into effect, which might might change all that. But, yeah, we'll, we'll see. It, the other thing is, you know, I do try to take on projects that are bigger than just myself so that I can hire other people in. Um, okay. And that helps as well because then, you know, I think a, a two-person project or two people doing a two-person project, there's a lot more opportunity for creativity, for bouncing ideas off each other, for yeah. you know support than one person doing a one-person project. Yeah. Uh, so, so I try to do that. Otherwise, I uh, I just try to give myself time. Um, you know, you can the creative process is very annoying in that sometimes you just stare at a screen for hours and can't come up with anything um and then other times you you know it feels like it just comes easily so you know I try to allow for for that to happen um so if I get stuck I'll, I'll go for a walk I'll um you know maybe even go go to a museum if it's not covid time <laughs> you know once we're out of lockdown try try and just forget about the work um and sort of let your subconscious work on the problem while you you go off and uh you know just think about other things and and for me that's yeah. that's the best thing that i i can do that works for me yeah it seems to be quite a common thread in advertising books and um you know other people in this industry where they say it's just the best way to do advertising is basically not not think about it like flood your brain with all the sort of relevant information and then just do literally anything yeah so have you read um james webb young's uh a technique for producing ideas i've not so i think all that i think comes from that book um it's hmm. quite a short book it was written a very long well maybe in the 60s um it's got a foreword from burnback so i'm guessing it's from the 60s um but it, it's still today, it's, it just completely demystifies the creative process, how you come up with ideas. Um, and it's still today the, the, yeah, the best book about that. And it's the thing that is one of those books that everyone tells you to read. Uh, but yeah, it, it's exactly that. It's like, do as much research as you can, get all your initial ideas out onto the page, and then just forget about it. Yeah, go take a walk, go work on something else. Um, and then, yeah, you'll you'll hopefully have a eureka moment. Yeah, I found recently that the ones coming to me is when I'm like thirty seconds from falling asleep. They'll be like, <laughs> oh, idea, and then it's like, you know, hazily grab the phone, try and type into notes yep. roughly what you're thinking, and then sometimes you wake up in the morning, it's like a hangover, and you look at what you wrote, and you're like, that's not even. Yeah, yeah. I someone was explaining to me the like science behind that, 
I wish I could remember what it was, but it's something to do with your, you are actually asleep and it's, it's like a half conscious dream state, which is why, and, and you don't, you're not conscious enough to judge whether it's good or whether it even makes sense. Yeah. Um, yeah. So you just had this really weird thought and then you write it down and it's not until, yeah, the morning, which you actually look at it and go, wow, that, what was I thinking? Was I drunk? Or, yeah. <laughs> or and, and occasionally, just occasionally, you look at it in the morning, you go, you know what? That's actually amazing. Yeah, it yeah. was often. You, you get when you're like, that was was right that was a good idea even yeah now i can look at it like almost sober i can see that was a good idea yeah um so when when you're getting into um understanding like and you know you're downloading all this information what do you what do you do to sort of better understand um the customer and the target market what are your best practices for that uh I, I often complain about how uh, agencies these days don't don't always give you the give you that opportunity to you know just put down the work, go out, and just go start talking to to the, your audience. Um, but I think you always should um, because that I mean that's where a lot of ideas come from. It's it's things they say that you you can play off. Um, but also, when we don't do that, we just end up with advertising that talks to advertisers. Because that's all, that's all we hear. We hear you know, other advertisers chatting in the office all day. And we base all of our ideas and copy and thoughts on what those people are saying. Um, and then, you know, it's a, that's a very, very narrow audience and it, it doesn't speak to everyone. Uh, so yeah, I'd, I'd say wherever possible, go go speak to those people. Um, even if that means, you know, let's say you're advertising for a, a new shop in Leeds, you know, go take a trip to Leeds and go talk to people on the street. Uh, you know, don't just sit in your. Well, I mean, for me, it would be in my London office, and and you know assume that everything that's being spoken around me there will will resonate with uh you know people elsewhere mm-hmm. and when you don't have the opportunity um is there any online like websites uh, you know forums any of that that you make sort of use of to try and um connect with people or at least see what they're saying about you know products or even if it's um maybe not so much top um mm-hmm. products but you know like a product genre or category or area. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, it, it depends who you're talking to, but uh, there, there tends to be online resources for many groups of people. So, you know, some obvious ones are like uh, Mumsnet for mums. Uh, if you're talking to mums, then you can go browse the forums there uh, and you'll find the, the questions that mums are asking on a daily basis. Um, yeah, otherwise, I, you know, I'm not even a parent. <laughs> I wouldn't even have a clue where to start with that. But, yeah. you know, because resources like that exist, I, I can go, um, go, and, go and just browse what people are talking about. Uh, you, you've got to be careful not to sort of go in and start asking them market research questions because that tends to be against yeah. the rules of these, these platforms. 
yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> you could definitely, yeah, you could definitely stick out. Oh yeah, I mean, we're talking about um, you know, what's the best kids' book to get them to go to sleep, <laughs> and you're like, interesting, and uh, you know, at least, <laughs> uh, yeah, ridiculous. And uh, how much would you pay for a service like that? <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> And do you prefer the bear to be red, blue, or green? <laughs> like, really good. Yeah. Um, another one I found that I used recently was, um, you know those, like, clickbaity, um, what's the thing even called? Buzzing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Like, those articles, 31 things. And it's always oh, it's always an odd yes. number. Like, what algorithms they do to calculate that number, but it's never, like... 10, 20, 30. It's always like 27. That, that's, uh, that's an old, well, I say old, it's a copywriting technique or a trick that's been forwarded around for, for years now that supposedly odd numbers uh, engage people better than even numbers. Yeah, but I, 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 I would bet that there's been no research done on that for 20 years. It's just a something went around you know years ago and then everyone's just uh you know got onto it and and just decided that's the rule to follow <laughs> yeah, yeah that, that's no yeah. yeah no it's probably reversed where now if you do an even number it's oh, yeah. well, <laughs> well that's it i mean <laughs> advertising is all about standing out and, and being different um so yeah if you if everyone is doing odd numbers, then maybe by doing an even number, you'll actually do better. Yeah. But yeah, like, so, you know, these things is like, yeah, 33 things Game of Thrones fans, Game of Thrones yeah. fans would get. And then, I yeah, I, I can't remember what I was working on, but I was working on something and I didn't really um, know it. And then went on these things and it was like 33 memes that, you know, X demographic will only get. And it was like, this is gold. This is thir- like, things like how to you know talk in their language or references they'll get yeah this is like like it was like prying back the curtain into um i can't even remember like the demographic that like otherwise i could not access yeah uh, reddit's another good place for for stuff like that um because i mean on reddit there's basically a community for everything everything you can think of has a community on reddit on reddit um yeah, there's even our chairs underwater, which is just pictures <laughs> of chairs underwater, and it's got like 200,000 yeah. people in it. It's, that was it's amazing. <laughs> um, so are your principles sort of similar for getting into a brand's tone of voice? Is it just read and um, listen to everything that they produce? And they- uh, I mean, yeah, absolutely. Read, read everything. Um, I mean, I, I wish I could say with tone of voice that all you have to do is read the tone of voice guidelines. Um, but I think often they're just not done very well. Um, I think there are a lot of agencies out there right now that are, they're telling brands that, yeah, we can do tone of voice and they can't like they, or, or they're just, they haven't really done it that much before. Uh, so they end up producing something that is is a little bit generic um, and it doesn't quite work. And then they give, yeah, then their copywriters work on the brand and their copywriters are great writers. So 
they actually produce something that sounds sounds really good. Um, so you know, it's like ignore the tone of voice guidelines, uh, but get inspired by the copy that they wrote. Um, but yeah, I mean that's that's me being a bit cynical. There are uh, lots of people now. I mean, tone of voice is still new, but there there are more and more people who are doing it properly. Um, I I like to think I'm one of them. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> I'm, I'm sure you are. Sure I, I try, I try. Tone, um, tone of voice is, you know, I always say it's my specialty, uh, developing a tone of voice for, for brands. Um, but yeah, it, it's one of those things that a lot, of, a lot of people in advertising get very annoyed about when, when you hand them a tone of voice document that, that isn't, uh, or isn't good enough in their eyes. Um, but I don't think it's something that a lot of people actually know how to build themselves. Yeah, it, it seems like this kind of thing um, where you don't really notice it. Almost, yeah, almost like you don't notice it if it's done well because it just seems so obvious. But when it's done badly, it. it yeah, I, I think that's exactly it. Um, it's very easy. I mean, yeah, it, it, when you're in an inside an agency and you hear people talking about you know, the client's tone of voice, it's always negative comments. You never hear about it when the, when it's a really good tone of voice. You never hear, uh, you know, you never overhear the copywriters saying, oh, have you, have you worked on this brand yet? Their tone of voice is so good. Um, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I can, yeah, I can see that. Um, okay, we'll get to, we'll get to a fun bit. We'll, nice. we'll have some fun. What? Oh, yeah. I'm putting you on the spot here, so... <laughs> get ready um favorite covid or coronavirus related oh god none of them (laughs) um (laughs) no there's probably probably been some good ones i my problem with those is that i don't want to be reminded every second of the day about covid um and and the whole it's got on my nerves honestly um where I, you know, I sit down to just watch a bit of TV that isn't the news, just to escape, just to yeah. relax. And then it's all ads about how hard a time we're having and, and all this. And, and it, it frustrates me. Um, having said that, uh, that short film slash advert that Apple did was pretty incredible. Uh, so it was a follow-up to one they did uh, a couple of years ago. Um, but it's, uh, so the original one was about a, a team in an office who uh, are pitching a round pizza box. Yeah. Oh, yes, that advert. I, I know. Definitely the original that one's one. great. That so I love that. basically this is the follow-up where it's the same team, um, but it's okay. how they work uh during COVID, uh, using using all the Apple products, and it's just very very well done. Uh, yeah, there's nothing in it that because you know they weren't the first to launch one of these ads you know, with office workers, of but they did it better than anyone else. And I think that's often that's how you stand out. Not not necessarily by being vastly different, but just by being a lot better. 
Yeah, I guess especially when people are seeing so much of the the same sort of advertising and same sort of, um, I mean, personal bugbear and the same sort of copywriting, the new normal, oh. um, etc. Um, I spoke about that on here before. I don't need to give that. Good, I don't want to talk about it. Um, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> but yeah. So like when someone, you know, when everything's a sort of, you know, the same sort of you know mundane you know not really inspiring not really doing anything and then someone like nails it someone does it well i guess that's you know quality in itself is enough to stand out rather than having yes yeah, i mean absolutely i uh so i i can't remember who said this but i was at a talk once someone said um uh to disrupt is not to be different it's to be exceptional and and if you think about all the brands that have come along and disrupted a market it's not you know, no one ever started buying from them because they were different people were buying from them because they were doing something better um yeah people don't buy from amazon instead of going to the shop because it's different they buy because it's more convenient and it's cheaper and and whatever else it's better for them uh same with uber you know people didn't try uber because it was a novelty. People tried it because they were like, oh, I can see when my car is coming. That's amazing. Oh, I don't have to pay. I don't have to get cash out. It's just all done automatically. That's amazing. Um, yeah. Yeah. Well, Rory Settle has got a great bit on Uber um, where he talks about the genius in Uber is that people prefer a longer wait that they know the length of than a shorter wait that they don't. Yes, like absolutely. Human beings and like all uber did was just sort of understand that insight that fact and then just like you know they don't say we're quicker than a taxi or we're cheaper than a taxi they just say here's a guaranteed yeah. taxi and like that's it that that's like the whole yeah. premise of absolutely uber. and the the best thing is that that wasn't a new idea it's not like they came up with that um i think it, i think it's also rory sutherland yeah. who talks about uh the london underground and when they added in the signs which say next train coming in three minutes and how that mm-hmm. you know, completely changed how people felt about the underground. Everyone used to ha- you know, hate it a lot more than they did. And then yeah. suddenly they, they didn't add any more trains. They didn't make it, you know, make the trains faster. They just told people when the next train would come and suddenly people were way, way happier with the service. Yeah, I mean, he's got so many golden uh, little nuggets about how it's not, you don't actually have to improve any user experience, just improve their perception of the same experience. And like, that's, yeah, there's so many little genius things that you do. And yeah, it's because people are flawed. Like people, no one's, you know, your experience of the underground, you're not like, oh, I have to wait 10 minutes one day and five minutes next. You got no idea, like your perception of time could be off. But like, just because they tell you, you're (laughs) like, oh yeah, five minutes, this is, or like you know it's coming so you don't feel so bad yeah. about you know when's the train coming it, it's, it's yeah, yeah they're just yeah. The, the only thing is that as, uh, as someone who's lived in london for, for a few years now i can tell you that it does spoil you now now if i see it if it says four minutes i get angry like four minutes how dare you i have places to be i'm a busy man yeah um, it's also like it's a yeah it's a better be here by four minutes as well <laughs> like if you promised me four well, it would be five yeah but i don't check don't it even. it's not like it, yeah it says 
says four minutes. So I check my watch and like, okay, I'm timing you. <laughs> Yeah, but like you know, yeah. if it says if it, you know if it says oh yeah yeah, played, and they say oh it's going to be eight now, rather than if it, if it was just all no, absolutely eight, yeah. Eight, if it was one minute and it was delayed, <laughs> it made the it made it'd the be worse. Time. Yeah, they made the delay yeah. worse, but the on time better. Yeah. <laughs> um. Okay, in a more cheery, we'll go for any other favorite advert you have. That actually, the the only parameter of this is that it's uh, not a COVID. Yeah. It's, it's so, so I was thinking about this recently. Some of my favorite ads on TV right now are the ones which have been around for a while and are still running. Um, but but they're not ones that people talk about and say, "Oh, that you know this this ad was amazing." So one of them is uh, Green and Black's Velvet Edition chocolate. Um, so this is the one where you've got sort of a Red Riding Hood style uh, woman sort of running through the forest and it's really quite dark and creepy and these like vicious wolves chasing her um, and they're you know, chasing her through the trees and eventually they, they corner her, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, push her up against a, a, a rock or something. And then suddenly she she smiles and then covers her eyes and starts counting and they run off. And it's like, oh, they're playing hide and seek. Um, and then the line on it is, you know, green and black velvet chocolate. And it's not as dark as it seems or, or something. And it's like that. It's such a beautifully simple idea, perfectly executed. Um, and it's it's been on TV for years. And there is a reason for that. And and the day that you know someone comes along and tell, convinces them to, to run a different ad instead of continuing to air, air that will be a sad day for me. Sad day. Yeah. <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll and then see. and then you know the other one that I love, um, which I think is still on TV, is the Pedigree Jumbone ad. Do you know that one? Okay. Uh, so it, it's just sure. a uh, so it's got like the Pedigree yellow background and it's just a beagle mm-hmm. munching on a pedigree jumbone and it's got the voiceover om nom 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 om nom nom um, and that's it and then it cuts to the pack shot and it's pedigree jumbone it goes om and nom and nom and oh, again yeah, it's yeah. like yeah. beautiful uh the simplicity the yeah. the idea uh, as as a dog owner as well, like it, all dog owners will know that that that's how dogs attack a, a treat. Um, yeah, <laughs> and yeah, yeah, I I love it, and and I think that yeah. yeah, these kind of really simple, straightforward ads that you know execute one great idea really well. Uh, you know, they're they're vastly superior to to most of the ads around. Yeah, the the simpler the idea, and you can just see, okay, this yeah. is the idea, this is how they've done it, brilliant. Like, yeah, absolutely. Great. Well, um, I think we'll wrap up. No, there. thank, thank you. For coming on, and uh, yeah, it's been, been great. It's, uh, yeah, it's really interesting. I uh, and congrats on creating this. Like, 